0: Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more. So at GEICO, we'd like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. Now it's our turn to share with the GEICO Give back A 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. Because we're committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for more info and eligibility. Feral Audio This feels terrible
1: everyone. Welcome to This Feels Terrible. I am your host, Erin McGathy. This happens to be the 100th episode of the podcast, which is crazy and wonderful and has truly snuck up on me. I so admire podcasts that put together excellent 100th episode celebrations and, you know, clip episodes. Uh, and I have not done that. Um, I have not done that. But instead, I'm going to do something truly insane and exciting for episode 120, because that's the real achievement marker I have decided. So look forward to episode 120, because it's going to be... It's going to be really, really good. Um, side note: If you have an episode idea of something that you would like to hear, please email that to thisfeelsterrible at gmail and we'll see if we can we can do something um, exciting. Uh, aside from a clip episode, because I'll be—I don't really like them that much, but I do admire them when they happen, and the admiration I feel is really just as good as actually enjoying what I'm listening to. Uh, I digress. (laughs) My guest on the podcast this week is my dear, dear friend, Lindsay Ames. Lindsay is a comedian, writer, director and creator of the excellent UCB show, My Diary, where comedians read entries from their diaries and Lindsay happens to have like a thousand diaries she has she has an odd number of Diaries and it's the perfect show for her and it's always it's always very fun in fact in this episode Lindsay actually reads from some of her childhood Diaries and Uh, including a very bleak poem at the very end, which is a real treat. Lindsay and I have known each other for about 10 years, and we have bonded over our love of making food for our friends, uh, over our love of crafting and making giant, complicated art projects, our love of comedy, and um, also because we, in that 10 years, at different times, we both found ourselves in long-term abusive relationships and that is mostly what this podcast is about. I have hinted at being in an emotionally abusive relationship on the podcast a small bit and I've talked a little little bit about the experience of recognizing that I was in an, abuse, an emotionally, it's, this is difficult for me to say, in an emotionally abusive relationship, um, but not really head-on ever, because the truth is, I have been ashamed of it. And even though I know I shouldn't be, and I know it's not my fault, I'm still working through those feelings of shame. And I also haven't discussed it because I I didn't want it to define me, which I know is also not you know, a necessary thing that happens, and I'm still not really ready to talk about it in great detail. Um, I don't know that I ever will be on this in this medium. I have a feeling that I'll be working it out in other ways and um, in other in other things that I do. But in the meantime, I would like to share with you this very candid conversation I had with my friend Lindsay about our similar experience, um, especially after the episode that I shared with you all last week with Fern Brady, where she was so open about her experience. And, um, I'm going to apologize in advance for the detail vaguity. Is that a thing? the Detail vaguity of the episode. Um, because, uh, well, maybe it's a weird thing to apologize. I don't want to apologize for it. I just want—I just want to say, like, I'm—I'm I'm aware that at certain points that might be annoying. But the emotional honesty is all there, and I hope you agree that that's really the essential part of discussing this experience, anyway. And I hope that if you listen to this and you recognize any of this, any of these, this experience, um, maybe you feel less alone and perhaps reach out to someone. Also, uh, tech note, this is the absolute last of the bad mic cord episodes. I promise. I promise. I promise. I have replaced the mic cord. We recorded this back in May in Los Angeles. Um, So it's a different mic cord. And uh, after I recorded it, I wasn't totally sure I wanted to share it. But um, again, I realized I'd be pretty hypocritical if I if I didn't share it. And um, yeah, I think it's a pretty relatable subject. And um, on top of sharing this with you, I, I also feel kind of embarrassed that I feel embarrassed. So that's where I'm at. Um, also, for a conversation about emotional abuse, it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun talk. It's pretty lighthearted because Lindsay and I are such good friends. And there's a real casual quality to the conversation that will put you at ease in case you're, you're nervous to listen. I promise. So here is my conversation with Lindsay Ames what is the what's the what's the context of this poem? What was what was going on? Okay,
0: so uh, I had a boyfriend um, for like a year, which was very monumental for me because um, I was always the guy's friend growing up. It was a tomboy. Uh, I looked a lot like Harry Potter and Harry Potter didn't exist. So
1: <laughs> I have seen pictures. Yeah, look yeah. Very like,
0: very much like Harry Potter. So it's so, not like I had any cool cachet from that. So and f- Anne Frank, you also look like Anne Frank. So, yeah. So much like Anne Frank, <laughs> so much so that I've had friends make collages of my face next to her. And it's, yeah. it's kind of terrifying. Uh, that's why I was destined. Have you to ever, have... did you ever get into Oh gosh. My, my...
1: Oh, <laughs> I really hope, I don't suppose you have an extra mic cord lying around. Not that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Um, did you ever get into Neutral Milk Hotel at all?
0: You know what? I didn't. And I actually feel sad about it because it's one of those <laughs> bands that when anybody brings it up, I'm like, I need to listen to them. And, yeah.
1: Well, and he's I, Jeff Mangum's obsessed with Anne Frank. I'm just imagining you in a concert, just standing in the middle wearing like a simple... <laughs> A simple pale pink dress, (laughs) scaring the shit out of him. Hair feathered,
0: no expression.
1: (laughs) Um, Anyway, enough about that tragic (laughs) historical figure. Um, Let's talk about real pain. So you're going
0: through a breakup. So no, what happened was, is we were together. uh, And then I moved to Toronto to go to theater school. And we decided to stay together. And uh, uh, we were ravers. Uh, That's how we met. We met, uh, we were extras on a TV show where they had a rave scene, and uh, that's...
1: and they just collected ravers
0: for <laughs> yes, the... real ravers when we were out in a rave we I guess we each got approached, and I obviously wanted to have an acting career, so I was yeah. like, this is it, what kind of stuff did you wear? So, raver. Oh, obviously Jenko jeans, yeah, and I was so into like little crop tops <laughs> mm. like maybe just gave that up like two years ago or something <laughs> and um and I had that like awful raver hairstyle that was like short and spiky oh on the yeah. di- and then like the little bang swooped to the side yeah yeah with like kit fan pins <laughs> <Error>. and uh, <laughs> yeah uh we, we met- will post pictures on the instagram oh, i just found some real great ones excellent with those jeans oh and i had some great like platforms that i could dance in because i really for me it was all about the music and you're an amazing uh, dancer yes
1: that's where yeah. like
0: I could just go and dance for hours I'm kind of sad I don't rave anymore because it was I <laughs> what never, a sentence
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of sad. I don't rave anymore. That's the sentence that if I was walking by a cafe in L.A. and heard someone say that, I'd be like, "Oh boy, I'm gonna t- gonna tweet this." Oh, just overheard in L.A. I'm kind of sad that I don't rave anymore in this really strong Canadian accent, the strongest. And you've only lived in L.A. for 50 years. I love when you do your Canadian accent. It's probably one of my favorite things ever. I'm it's really- not my Canadian accent. It's my Lindsay accent. Yeah,
0: yeah. So sad. It's so so sad. I don't rave anymore. <laughs> um, I miss the pacifiers <laughs> It's more it's the It's because it was the cardio Because I hate the oh gym And I hate Again. working out <laughs> <laughs> What a dumb to <laughs> <say>. <laughs>
1: This is gonna be. This is what happens when I interview my friends for this podcast. Is that I'm just like, you're an idiot.
0: Like I'm gonna lose like any on all my social platforms. I'm gonna start losing followers of like all kinds. Because I'm like, oh, what a dork.
1: No, I mean that's 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 nice. I mean, I, I sound patronizing. My cord, my cord, my cord. Um, I sound patronizing as I'm saying that. But that's good. You were in it for the cardio. For the cardio. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you do ecstasy? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But not, you know, I was t- the type of person, like, a little went a long way. So, mm. like, while well, everybody was, like, popping tons, like, a half or, like, a half of a half of a cap. And I'd be, like, right, right. and done. And I did way more mushrooms and stuff than I did um, Molly and whatever. I guess it was way better e at for the you. time. Yeah. yeah. Which I Kids. actually am kind of happy about because I'm not, sh- you know, Burn's my holes in your brain. Yes. And, and uh, one of my friends that's um, a neurologist said that it's that and coke are the only things that your brain just doesn't recover from. Like mm. and I know I have such a propensity to to get emotional that I worry about like tipping the scales so that I wouldn't bounce back from a depression. Right. right, That's what like, that's also why I never did acid because like, uh, that changes your brain as mm -hmm, well. And Mm -hmm. there's like some manic depression that runs in my family. And I think that there are members of my family who suffer from that because of acid and like had trying acid when they were younger. Really? Uh huh. So, Mm. I just—I've always it. been too scared. But yeah. so, so with this um, entry, I'd moved to Toronto, and we were doing long distance. And I even spent the money to fly. He was seven years older than me as well, mm. right? But and so I flew him out to Toronto to be with me, and we had a really great time. And then I sent him back. And then my very best guy friend, uh, who I was friends with f- since high school hated my boyfriend and he had found out always a good sign yeah yeah (laughs) right and and I definitely obviously just should have listened to him but the fact that anybody was like interested in me I think just clouded any sort of judgment you know yeah
1: well yeah I mean you don't have to be so hard on
0: yourself (laughs) but I am this is you know (laughs)
1: uh we've all we've all dated people that are that our friends are like
0: that guy me so many times is he coming yeah yeah or okay okay you're along great cool yeah um and so he told me that my boyfriend had cheated on me they found out cuz the girl that he cheated on me was friends with like you know it's one of those things vancouver's very small mm. rave scene very small <laughs> <laughs> and like he had he had cheated on me with this girl who was friends with they found her candy necklace yes yeah, 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 all like just <laughs> crushed everywhere next to underwear it was like a nightmare <laughs> and um and so i was like livid i called him he was working at how old are you on at summer? the time i think i was 20 mm. yeah Nineteen. I was nineteen or twenty, um, and yeah, I was just devastated. It's funny. I just realized I have all these messages from him.
1: Yeah, you have. So you after. have like the, your diary in front of you, and then yeah. you have. So this yeah, is, type like printed out. These are yes,
0: because yeah, these are when we would email back and forth, and I actually have a lot of these. Like, look, here's a love letter from him.
1: Okay, the love letter that you're pointing out literally just says, mm-hmm. "Hey Lindsay, I love you." Yeah, <laughs> even
0: if you smell kind of weird oh boy <laughs> that's not a love letter nope that's not a love letter okay that <laughs> but, was like but, but, uh, I don't, <laughs> an Adam or Touch. maybe
1: it is it's just you know not not the Victorian <laughs> love letter that you imagine <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> right and then here yeah see like I have I have this entry where I found out he cheated on me and then I have this poem do you want the poem yes or oh, both? Right. okay yeah. <clears throat> when I think about you my heart breaks into when I think about what you did to me my heart breaks in three. <laughs> so there was a line, the love, the fun, you took it away, but I didn't like it, struck it out. Ah. So it goes down to, how could you betray me and throw away my trust for one crossed out stupid, put in fleeting moment of inebriated lust? Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, I keep telling myself this isn't real. And now you want me to deal you want Whoa. me to fucking deal <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> And that's that poem <laughs> oh, And now
1: oh, It's my cord. And now you want me to deal That's uh,
0: amazing Yeah so What happens after that did he So this you have messages from yeah, him Yeah I just it's so funny like seeing I can't wait next time I'm gonna read Like next show I think I'm gonna read That be- the The precusp of him cheating on me Cause I'm so ripped up about it and how did you
1: how did you deal with it at the time were you like it's this is over or did you want to no
0: I'm like it takes me so long to end things and I like really have to uh it's like I the rock bottom that you think should be a rock bottom is not my (laughs) rock bottom (laughs) like I'm real like I, I feel like it's like that uh not self it's like you said before like oh you, you don't have to be so hard on yourself I think I'm always very hard yeah on myself and I think that if things happen instead of blaming the other person I do that I look inward I'm like what did I do it did yeah. I do something to that's,
1: that's codependency yeah 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 here's some armchair psychology love for it. you
0: <laughs> I, that's what I love my friends <laughs> <Yeah>. for
1: <laughs> if, if you feel like you can control things and kind of Control other people, then I've done this before where I've been in a relationship and I'm like, well, it's obviously my fault because at the heart of things, I think that I can actually control the situation. And so if I'm still okay or I can still suffer through it, then. Or I can blame myself for it and say, like, well, it's my fault because everything's my fault because I'm in charge. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because, right. And then you end up in an abusive relationship. Exactly. Which has definitely happened to me. (laughs) And it's so hard.
1: I love that we giggle. I know. (laughs) I know, right? It's because (laughs) if I didn't know that, I'd be like, oh, but I'm like, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) We've talked about it at length. Um, Yeah. I think we we laugh because it's really all we can do at this point, right? Yeah. (laughs) You know, Uh, which is such a sad oh oh hello hi yeah. it's it's like uh, such a sad thing but such an interesting telling thing because i think it's just such an easy way to kind of like oh brush it off <laughs> it happens
1: yeah no problem i think i think i also laugh because it's i mean so many so many so many women um especially and and like some male friends when we start talking about this stuff like people that I love and respect and who are super talented and smart and who I like want to make dinner with um mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just you specific <laughs> i want them to make me beautiful dinners i have a really great chicken that i want to make you <laughs> you should make it for me and I potty know. we'll I'd... come over yeah before you go yeah yeah great we're great. making plans on Perfect. here okay, good. um this is the plan podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> start a podcast where it's like so what is your availability <laughs> in april we should go to the palms <laughs> the palms <laughs> That's what I call uh, Blue Palms but, Yeah we should yeah. go to Blue Palms in April <laughs> um, Blue Palms is a restaurant Anyway uh, And not even that great of a restaurant I had a bug in what my bug? salad yesterday You had a bug? Yeah I had what a kind? bug uh, It was like a It was just like a little like fruit fly But I didn't say anything about it I just I just took the avocado And put it underneath my plate which is it's, maybe like rub, Ireland rubbing off on me because you never throw put anything back or send anything back in Ireland. You, you just, just, like, just like complain about it when the waiter's not around, and then you're like, "Oh no, it's lovely. I love it."
0: Oh, that's so <laughs> funny because you figure there, like that you would talk about with them, but obviously not in like a shitty way, and that everybody would. It's such an accommodating yeah. place. I feel like. But. Oh yeah, they would. They would absolutely.
1: They would absolutely like bend over backwards to get you the right thing. But you it's don't want to be. Fussy. You don't want to be. Yeah. yeah you yeah. don't want to be the person that's, that's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody's very friendly and people don't really tip as much there yeah. because the idea is like, I'm no better than you. So if I'm no better than
0: you, then I'm not going to make you run back and forth. And yeah. As a Canadian, I might actually be the one and just eat the, I'd still maybe just eat, eat the, the, bug the bug. And like, <laughs> and this is what I <laughs> deserve. <Yeah. laughs> this is delicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I laugh because it's it just, just out of like, like, yeah, knowing and camaraderie and like, wow, it's so crazy that we could find ourselves in this situation. Because I think before you find yourself in, a, in an abusive position, you you think to yourself whether or not you say it out loud, like, oh, well, I would never. Yeah. You you watch like a Lifetime movie
0: or you just overhear someone talking. You're like, well, I, I wouldn't let that happen to me. Yeah, that's and even as it's happening, there's a part of you that's like, doesn't admit admit that it's actually happening because you would never be the person to be in that situation yeah exactly so you're like well that's not it really took me time out to be out of the abusive relationship to look back like it wasn't until because you know like I kept so many of the text messages and stuff which was great for like when I went to court. Mm-hmm. And when I was like looking at the, because me- I didn't know, I kept texting. Ex- so to explain,
1: like, just, just a bit yeah, without yeah. getting, well, you can get in as far as you want, but like, but he owed you money. So yeah. you had to, you eventually like had to take him to small claims court because right. it got to like a,
0: a Cause crazy he would place, never Yeah, because yeah, he would never respond or, or anything. And then uh, to, to emails or messages. And I was just trying to get, you know, uh, whole financially uh, to some degree. But, um, I didn't know what I'd need, like, if things would come into play for character witness and stuff. So I, I yeah. can't, you know, it's like, I've never been to court. I don't know what you need. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was so crazy because things that now I look at and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I let somebody talk to me that way. Yeah. When it was happening, I remember just being like, oh, he's just drunk, like, oh he's just drunk oh he just has a temper he's hurt like Mm -hmm. he doesn't mean Mm -hmm. those things they're not he's been hurt yeah yeah this is not him
1: this is this is just like a symptom of his hurting and i can see through it and i can be the person that like helps him through this yeah
0: but then you realize objectively after they're like oh my god there is not a world that anybody should let somebody talk to them at like that At all, you know, it should, it's just...
1: It's also, I mean, it's also hard when that person is, you know, so apologetic afterwards. yes. Or like, did you ever get, yeah, and so sweet and you almost, did you ever get addicted to, not addicted, but... But it is like an addiction, I do... Just like, oh, I I, like when, when he's so sweet to me afterwards and he's so regretful and it feels like there's like this sober, still... Moments, yeah, and then you start living for those moments, moments. yeah. But in order to have those moments, you there are these like
0: these crazy, terrible, violent, yeah, sessions, Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's the right. That's it is. I think it's a really succinct thing to pinpoint it as an addiction because because you do crave those moments. Like there, there is a drama to it mm. uh whether it's like subconscious yeah,
1: or not yeah yeah, yeah. and it's, it's just, distracting it almost makes you feel like you're like getting something done <laughs> yeah but, like in the same way like like people play video games and feel like they've accomplished something but totally. really nothing has actually happened yeah. it's sort of yeah
0: it's that is so true yeah
1: yeah yeah what do you um did you feel uh, like
0: do you still feel guilty over that yeah so when uh, th- On Saturday night at my show, um, I had mentioned to you before that I read the letter that I read that I never ended up reading my ex when I had to end it and kick him out of my house. Mm. Um, And I've had my diary show for two years And I never wanted to read this thing. And I just felt like it was the right thing to do because I'm constantly asking my performers to be vulnerable. And so I should really be doing the same thing because like things like what I just wrote for you. I think that's so funny now. There's no stakes in it. Mm -hmm. But I feel it was really I first actually read it at um Melissa Stevens show Fear, Fear Based Life mm-hmm. and they were they actually taped me reading it um, because I had talked to her and we decided I was going to do it and it's because it's such a different type of show mm-hmm. and that's when I realized when I was there I was like oh my god I'm such a hypocrite because I'm reading this at somebody else's show but I've never had the balls to do it at my own show yeah. and it's so in- That said you don't have to share that stuff Absolutely If you don't want to Totally but I do feel like Something that scares you, and some—I mean, it's like what we were talking about before: having a show about diaries. Like, what's private? What's self-masturbatory? Like. Yeah,
1: what we were saying was like the uh, for the listener because we we sat down and just started chatting and yeah. <laughs> didn't start recording. Um, yeah, we're, we're talking about the the line when you're when you're mining personal stuff and you're sharing those things on stage. There's such a fine line between between like what is good and fun and cathartic for the audience and feels like it's a a group experience versus something that is, um, either self harming for the person who's explaining it. It's like, I'm, I'm putting, I'm, I'm sharing so much and I'm, kind of exploiting myself in a way that's yeah. kind of disrespectful to myself and my own private world and my own development mm-hmm. and also stuff that just feels masturbatory yeah which is a hard thing to line navigate to and yeah. I think
0: maybe earlier it would have maybe been a little bit well I don't think so because it, it it comes from like that letter specifically was just at such a raw moment like I had had my belongings peed on i had almost like um <laughs> i feel like you need to give that yeah. context yeah because
1: like the way you put yeah. that it sounds like i mean not that i am in the business of defending him at all yeah. but like yeah. it made it sound like he just like came home and was like watch me do this babe <laughs> but no he was so drunk that he, he, peed, he peed in the hamper yeah
0: right yeah. and it wasn't the first time that that had <laughs> right. happened yeah, yeah. like i had suffered broken things in my house and like you know uh, yeah. um and all that stuff and it, and it came from such a Real raw moment, but I definitely was not ready to share that um, at at all when I first started the show and it was just too raw and too close. I mean, I had to go... Yeah, it happened pretty recently. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to go through like... a lot of therapy and stuff. And I think it was really interesting to me actually reading it because I was so terrified mm. and it was kind of like, and then that propelled me to think, why am I doing this if I'm so terrified? But then I, I truly believe it's like I said before, when we were talking <laughs> before we recorded that verbal abuse is not something that gets talked about a lot and manipulation and, um, you know, I'd never dated a sociopath before. Uh actually that's not true. <laughs> well
1: then why did yeah, you? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> actually it's not true because now I realize another long term boyfriend was was a sociopath, but was not Do you th- think
1: he was a sociopath?
0: Yeah, him? Yeah. Yeah, do you not like I don't know. Um I truly believe I I yeah. Because there were things that happened I after when like when I had Cause when
1: because because the sociopath is not like sociopaths are not typically emotion. abusive
0: re- everything because after i'd started reading on all these boards and oh no i think you have
1: psychopath yeah okay, no
0: yeah, he's yeah. a sociopath because i went also and, i don't
1: know anything yeah, about yeah. anything because so. i had
0: done so much research like you know like i had found so much stuff because i didn't i guess i do i guess i do
1: um yeah i i, I just I, I i flinch it throwing
0: out a, a, things yeah a label yeah totally because I do think labels are so general and people are I mean for sure he was an alcoholic but there were so many what he was I there was this really great article if anybody is listening to this and they're kind of in a relationship with somebody where they think it may be abusive not physically I mean obviously physically you know that's happening but if you feel maybe mentally manipulated or gas lit you're getting gas uh Is it gaslit? Gaslighted? Because usually you say gaslighting. Yeah, yeah. I guess gaslit. Gaslit. (laughs) Uh, Something. gaslit. Yeah, you're curious. uh, A friend gave me this article called The Charmer Abuser. Mm. And it was, I mean, everything in this was what I was experiencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like fascinating to read that. So I do truly believe, and I've had a bunch of other people who had dated him and whatever be like, (laughs)
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: so we'll see. I mean, that's no, I don't think it's yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> not
1: like, yeah, of course he's not. He's amazing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, no, he's, he's he's a he's he's a goofball. We had a
0: month, <laughs> we talked about this, yeah, we had a month, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like lots of people had yeah, a yeah. month, you know, or <laughs> a few. It's just you're so lucky. I wish it was only a month, god damn <laughs> you know, like, but yeah, I will say it was interesting, and I was kind of shocked because I was so. Um, nervous, and I got choked up while I was reading it, and I and <clears throat> it's because I think I hold a, a lot of sh- shame that I let because I was really I had done so much self work, and I was at the top. I was at I was my best self at yeah. that time. Yeah, right before we started dating, and so uh, I've had to deal with a lot of shameful feelings and totally. uh, for letting myself get treated that way. Because in my family and my life, I have such strong relationships, healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you don't, even what you're doing right now is like,
1: you're the way that you're explaining it is so shameful. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're, <laughs> because you're trying to explain, because it can, even if you hadn't, done all that work it would still be a huge tragedy that it all happened yeah like I get it like I feel I mean I I haven't talked about a a ton of things on this podcast or publicly because I'm not ready maybe never will who knows about a past relationship but um yeah I still feel immensely guilty and it's I was just talking to somebody I just met somebody in Dublin a few weeks ago And I was like speaking at this woman's group and I, and I talked about this relationship and this woman came up to me afterwards and said, wow, I I can't believe, um, that, that happened. Like you seem so smart and it like hurt me. Yeah. And and I was like, Oh yeah. Like I don't, I don't know how I let this happen either, but it's that, and it's hard to talk about this so vaguely and I, I, I'm sorry. I'm talking about it so vaguely, but just like (laughs) verbal abuse and, um, Mm Emotional manipulation and stuff is so.
0: It's also because it's it's gradual. Exactly. As I was just going to say, it happens slowly, and there are always so many other things happening in your life and then also in your relationship that Mm -hmm. it's not like if the person just started off, if you didn't have feelings towards somebody, you were dating them and they did this stuff, you'd be like, peace, I'm out. Yeah. But it's the fact that you get into a bonded emotional relationship with someone. And you're a very empathetic person. I know mm-hmm. I am and like your caretaker, same thing. So I think that, and those people are attracted to empaths. Yeah. They're attracted to people who are
1: going to put them first, who are going to like put up with mm-hmm.
0: shit. Yeah. And take care of them. Yeah. And they know that, or at least they'll try, but there is some level of them knowing that, that you will still try to work through it with them if they, you know, come at you with enough uh, remorse and... Like yeah. these, you know, sad apologies, just like what we were talking yeah. about before. So, and
1: then it's then then the conversation is like, we're both victims of this part of you that's not you at all. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we gotta. This is my fault. I've done this. It's yeah. my duty to yeah. make you to to make you better. Yeah. And I would be a villain if I abandoned you while this monster was uh-huh. inside you. Like, of course, yeah. I'm going to be there for you. But then you just lose yourself (laughs) yourself. you totally like the things and it's embarrassing and you feel so embarrassed I I felt so embarrassed I remember like when I told you uh that I was experiencing like I mean I kind of just like pulled my friends together and I was like this is what's happening (laughs) and I can't do it anymore and I have to tell you guys and I haven't talked about it because I'm so embarrassed and I'm
0: still embarrassed same like I think that's what it's And it's so funny because it's like we should not feel embarrassed, but it's
1: because I mean, can I tell you something that's like, and this is, and I'm interviewing you for the podcast, but like I'll say something a lot out loud that I don't think I've ever said before, but I think that I like, I still have a voice in me that is judgmental when someone says that they're being emotionally abused. Right. Even though like I've been through that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I know. That it's, 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 it's real. But part of me is like, I have this like evil voice that I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it's from. Maybe it's from my child. I have no, I have no idea. But I have this little voice that's like, hmm, it's probably kind of her fault. Right. You know, which is like insane. (laughs) I know. Like, and I don't, I don't actively
0: think that. But maybe it's just like social prejudice. I I mean, it makes sense. I think that that is probably what. Or the not majority wanting to deal people. with it. Yeah. But I think that's like, I mean, I think that's a very interesting. Yeah. Considering that you, you have gone through it, but I also know. I maybe just because I have judgment for myself yeah, still. Yeah. Where I'm like, why? It's kind of why like why that lady leave? who said to you, oh, I thought you were smarter than that. Like, yeah. it's kind of like that lady is in you. Yeah. With. That. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In, in this, in this
1: relationship, that i was in that that was this way the first time it happened was like four months into our relationship or something and it was a really insane blow up where he had invented that i like i just i like couldn't hang out or something and he just accused me of cheating on him And had invented like this whole thing. And he was so deep into this narrative that was totally, totally fabricated that like I, when I came over, he was just hysterical and also alcohol doesn't help. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I had never experienced that before in a relationship. And I was just like, oh, and like my whole body was like, this is not this is not okay. This is, this is the lifetime moment. This is the moment where I walk out. Like this is yeah. the, the, like my mom beyond the grave is saying like, get out of there. This is what I told you to not be around. This is not okay. This is not going to go well. Yeah. You've seen, um, I don't know. <laughs> what's what's a, what's a movie. Uh, uh, what's the one with what's, Oh, okay. I don't know. When a man loves a woman, Yeah, you know, or something, <laughs> something like that. And, um, I, 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 I got my Afraid. stuff, huh? Afraid. Afraid. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, um, and I wasn't, I wasn't even like emotionally worked up because I had just walked into him being like in this like emotionally violent spell. And I was so confused by it because I, there was no basis for this at all. Yeah. He had just decided that this was the day that he was going to unleash this on me. And I grabbed my bag and I just started walking out and he, 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 begged me to say to to stay and told me that it would never happen again Yep, and that it's he he didn't know what he was doing and he he was he was really sorry and like he couldn't believe that had happened that would it's never happened before it's not him you know all of these things and I I I I even though i was like i really should just go like my most of me was like still like no this doesn't seem, seem right. right how yeah. that really this is an isolated incident because this is really Intense and crazy, and I've done nothing wrong. If this is what happens when I've done nothing at all, like I'm not perfect. What happens when I do fuck up? Yeah, Um, and I can tell you Mm -hmm. when I did fuck up a couple of times, it it was much worse. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And it was, you know, but yeah, I stayed, and like I think about that moment, that sliding doors moment, a lot, where I, if you just, if I would have just walked out, I could save myself a lot of um, heartache that I'm still dealing with that yeah. I still feel
0: guilty of. Yeah. of where I'm like, why did I do that to myself? It's like letting somebody just take all of your energy and time. And it's also because yeah. I think it also comes from being seeing the best in people.
1: Totally. Yeah. Because I, I was I I was falling in love with him and was very
0: Yeah. Four months is that that. four months is that spot when you start falling in love that it's really intense love because you're still in that what's supposed to be the honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. But it's so new and new things are still happening. So it's almost the hardest time. I think like three, four months and stuff is a very hard time to end some things, especially if things like that are happening, because you're really at the peak of feeling such strong Totally. And you're not being completely practical Mm -hmm. about what's happening. I also think, like, depending on, like, if you're having good sex with someone, that also really... Like, or affection, like, if there's a lot of affection and stuff to counterbalance, that really clouds... Absolutely. Yeah. 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 so hard.
1: Because also, like, also sex can get... This was not the case in this relationship, but that can like in other relationships. Like, I I think the one that I'm talking about is really the only abusive relationship I've been in. Mm -hmm. Um, though I would qualify like when I was, when I was, uh, a teenager, like I feel like in my first relationship, like when I look back, I feel like I was emotionally abusive towards my first boyfriend. Like I was being like emotionally manipulative and withholding affection and sex and like doing all these things just, I think
0: I remember at one of the live shows at UCB that I did that you maybe were, like, reading something or you were talking about this relationship and Mm. this time and, like, that you had been this way with this person.
1: Yeah. And he was the
0: only person, I think, that you had been like this with.
1: Yeah. My first... Well, my... Yeah, my first boyfriend, I definitely was... I mean, I have... <laughs> I've done, I mean, I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, and I, I've had him on the podcast, and we've talked about these things. But we were both so new at relationships, and I wasn't emotionally abusive in a way that I was like, you stupid piece of shit, mm-hmm. or ways that I experienced emotional abuse. It was just like, you know, if you loved me, you would do this, and right. if you did that, which is which is, uh, not healthy. Like it's, I I remember I was in a planned parenthood when I was 19 and there was a poster on the wall that was like, this is emotional abuse. And they were listing all these things. And I was waiting to like, go get my birth control. And I was just like, Oh, I have done these things to John. I have held stuff over his head and I have, I have, um, in in an effort to like get love or like because I didn't because I didn't feel like I was lovable that I wanted to I was really just pushing him and testing him and um, that that really I think woke me up, and I called him, and I was like, "I am so sorry. <laughs> like This is yeah. I have not been. Ooh, cool. I wish I had
0: that thing to look at. Like at the I know because, too. I mean, also I think as
1: women, like we we were we grow up thinking like, oh well, we're not the emotional abusers, right?
0: We're ladies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're too nice. We are the innocents. Yeah. I feel like uh, that's so interesting because I I oh I think that probably. It would be good to see so many of those um because like what you're talking about is almost the what you're talking about is like the more some uh low level verbal mine was the the cute emotional abuse right but that's what i'm saying like but like (laughs) even yeah but but i but it's interesting because it's like that's not even getting into like the areas that you and i are kind of Talking about that we experienced, so it's interesting because it's like there's just so many levels yeah, that it's I, hard to pinpoint.
1: I think that's also one of the problems with um, talking about abuse, uh, or one of the one of the one of the uh, pitfalls. Pit or, or like the what's the word I'm looking for? The reason why it's problematic in general is that um, because there are so many different levels of it and so many different kinds. Like you know, abuse is abuse. Yeah. But um, I think because abuse is abuse, and we only have this one word that when we're talking about it, like when someone's like, "Oh, I was, I was abused," your my reaction, which I'm trying to fight against, but um, this little like part of me mm-hmm. that like rolls its eyes and is like, "Okay, but like what actually?" You know, and the part <laughs> that I roll my eyes at myself when I when I talk about it. That's sometimes. what I was just
0: gonna say. It took me so long. To say it. Like yeah, I. Because it's would...
1: also, again, it feels embarrassing. Yes. And it feels like, because the nature of it is that you feel like it's your fault. Yeah. And so when you talk about it then you're like, I don't, I, I don't want to be this person that this happened to because it means that there's something wrong with me. Yeah. And I, I
0: allowed this to happen. yes. And, and, and I think yeah. it's, yeah,
1: I, it's, it's my fault. But yeah, like with the, yeah, it's interesting talking about, cause I say like, like by definition for sure in my first relationship when I was 17, 18 years old. Was very emotionally manipulative, um, and that was not nice. And that was by definition abusive. But yes, I will say that the relationship I'm talking about, where I experienced emotional abuse, there was there's nothing compared to it. Like it yeah. was,
0: it was, um, it was yeah, by could, definition terrible. Right. Like <laughs> because you could say, like, kind of in regards to you know getting cheated on or something, in the mind games that were played with my boyfriend when I was 19, I mean, you could color that into the world of abuse, but it's not like, I, yeah. I wouldn't see it like that. This, when I'm, yeah, when well, I'm referring to abuse, like... Also, it's hard. It's like when
1: we talk about... I mean, we need to... Uh, I really wish we had a better way of talking about um, yeah. relationship uh, errors or flaws. Like, I, f- I feel like when people... I've grown to really hate when we're when we're all talking casually. And it's like, well, you know, he cheated on her. And then mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, well, that is the worst thing that could ever happen. Right. Because it's not the worst thing. And also, you don't know the situation. There's so many things that there's so yeah. many things like I, I mean, I have been cheated on in a relationship and it was terrible, but it was not as terrible as the slow burn, intense emotional abuse that I experienced mm-hmm. where That person was very faithful and we were very faithful to each other and it was it was
0: awful yeah being being torn down repeatedly about different factors of your life that were actually in fact healthy and good because the person is exactly
1: what that is yeah. yeah
0: just like what are what are the things that hold
1: up your temple Mm -hmm. like let me knock down those pillars one by one and like let me because i i don't i don't know where it comes from even like i don't even like it's hard for me to even look into it or like we're talking to a therapist about it just like why it's hard for me to even hear like why it's happening because
0: i don't want it to be happening at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's so interesting because this morning i was at an earlier meeting and with uh, a friend of ours that was dating my ex's roommate. Mm. Like, well, when I kicked him out and he went back to that house mm-hmm. uh, that we all know. And she was sitting there. She told me this this morning. She goes, it's so interesting because I know all those guys and I know how, cause this was kind of a house of, Fuckery. Uh,
1: it's like <laughs> it's this big group house with a bunch
0: of comedians. Yeah. And like they were just all pretty a much house of fuckery. Yeah. Like they not make it sound like it's a bordello or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at some points it might have, but right. <clears throat> they were all like all the guys in this house are pretty much like of the same ilk. And it was interesting because she's like, I knew that. I knew all of them and mm-hmm. all of the crap, who mm-hmm. they were and, 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 what type of people they are. But still, as I'd sit there, I'd heard, heard them say, oh, well, Lindsay's such a terrible person because she made um, him fall in love with her. I made him <laughs> fall in love with me because you know how that works. But yeah. I made him by... Clothing him and feeding him and putting a roof over his head and paying right. his SAG dues, right? But I made him fall in love with me and then pushed him away because uh, he couldn't give me Jewish babies, which also is ridiculous <laughs> because I can generate Jewish babies. I'm a Jewish yeah. woman. Yeah. I can do it. But that truly was like not the case. And she goes, and I sat there thinking, oh, well, she clearly is unhinged. And, she, like, right. she she must have done this. Even though, you know, she's, like... Oh, she said that she thought that about she you. She thought that about me. Right, right. Because we weren't friends at the time. Yeah, And yeah. even, like, in the pool of... Clearly, like, she'd already broken up with her boyfriend years earlier and they got back together. And, she, like I said, she's such a smart woman. Yeah, yeah. And she's so and sharp. Accomplished and accomplished. Yes. And, and yeah. like, doesn't take bullshit. Yeah. But for also in this relationship that she was in for a while. But it, she's, like, it's so interesting that, like... Even knowing what I knew, I still my brain went to thinking they were right and that you were yeah the the yeah. crazy one. And it's so interesting yeah. because I also why we
1: do that and but Cause it, we think because we think that
0: we actually have more control or right. We're, we're like, well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, and then I also think that it's really so interesting in telling that this person who we went through all this stuff together, there was no part of him with his friends that he was willing to like it was all my fault Mm. like you know that I was responsible for the demise of the relationship and that yeah yeah it was was just a really interesting thing to hear this morning I was like oh okay
1: yeah I'm sure I'm sure it's probably the same way with with you're towards towards the end like I don't know like I I I mean because I yeah I made my I don't know I don't know talk about it too detailed but mm-hmm. like I definitely wasn't perfect so I'm sure there were oh you know, yeah there's like there are always things but like t- at t- the end of the day like I it ended because of the <laughs> abuse like yeah. I was like I and it ended because I was like I you know I well, can't I can't uh like have I have a life with this person
0: I know that it drove him crazy and made him so upset and disappointed because I I like kept the relationship a secret from my family mm. and a lot of friends. I wouldn't bring us out, but it's because of this yeah. stuff was happening. So it's like, I can understand. I mean, it would really hurt me to be in a relationship with someone who didn't want to acknowledge the relationship to the, to the extent that it was, Sure, but also being that other person in the relationship. It's like, how could I tell my parents that this person is like moved in and isn't always like, able to pay rent most of the time is unable like is like drinking all the time you know is saying really awful things to me like i would somebody said to me one of our friends said um who i confided in i pushed like pretty much everybody away Mm. and like i confided in this friend she was like you have to think think about the little Lindsay, like think about seven year old Lindsay.
1: Yeah. Someone said that to me as well. I think yeah. that's a really helpful really analogy. Good, yeah. like, is, think, like, is this what if she somebody, wanted? Did right. she want to be in this position? Did she dream about this? Or this-
0: even further, imagine the person that's saying the things that they said to you. Imagine them turning and saying that to that kid, mm. to that set, because it's still part of you Yeah, and that's who you are. And so that really was kind of like a, yeah. Oh wow. Like it really kind of woke me up. It still took me a long time to do anything about it, but
1: Yeah, why do you why do you think it took a long time? It
0: took a long time for me too. I just really um I've been like trying to explore that a lot in therapy and stuff because I you know, my self-esteem, it really fully comes to a lot of self-esteem issues. And mm. obviously there are... Well, it tr- feeds
1: into it because your self-esteem lowers every time yeah. there's like an incident and then you kind of just let things go. And like, you're, but for me, my self-worth just
0: kept on getting lower and lower because I was allowing this, to, this happen. to happen. Yeah, And I realized that there was a part of me and I'm just not sure. Well, I actually, through my diaries now, I am, I kind of had an aha moment in during christmas mm-hmm. and um, so i do actually kind of now know where my self esteem stuff has come from it's kind of it's like upsetting obviously to me but 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 in relation to this it's that there's part of me that felt like truly believed that i didn't deserve mm-hmm. to be loved
1: mm-hmm. and where do where do you
0: think so I here's think where it came from and it's so crazy because my parents are so wonderful. Mm-hmm. I have such supportive, loving. Like my parents have done everything for me. You know what I mean? Like they 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 uh obviously fed me, you know, <laughs> took care of me so loving. Um but what I realized is and they've always been supportive of my career. And you know, like that is a huge thing for us as artists. Like if you, the difference of having parents that support you in the arts and parents that don't like, Mm. I really think I was so lucky to have that because the motto in my family from my grandparents on was you could do whatever you want. You just have to give it 110%. (laughs) And I think that that's like, that's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sweet. And so where it comes from, uh, my mother was raised in and she didn't know it. And cause we didn't ever at that time that she was being raised and nobody talked about these things. Nobody knew what these things were. And my mother is, has always been somebody that if you need help of any kind, she's going to help you get it. Like if she thinks that you need a tutor, she's going to get it for you. If uh, like after the abusive relationship, she found this um, trauma retreat, that I mm-hmm. went on that like really changed a lot of things for me. Like so grateful, like yeah. so good at ha- self-help, so amazing at giving the <laughs> self-help stuff, not the best at like receiving it, but right. Um, <laughs> right. And so she was like raised uh, in a very misogynistic um, house with a lot of um, I, I, verbal abuse, not I mean, I'm sure some happened towards her, but she didn't know, you know, it's like mm. not to the same degree. Like with of, her parents, there's... Yeah, I think my grandfather, my uncle too as well, Like, because my grandfather started our family business and my mother worked with my uncle for 42 years, but he was constantly like, because he's so mentally, mm. uh, like nobody in the family talks to him anymore. He's just we've (laughs) written him off because he he did some really terrible things and it's really upsetting because we were always such a close family Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until all this stuff happened that my mom realized that she was basically under his thumb and he was like verbally abusing her and manipulating her for years Mm -hmm. so I think that stuff is a lot of trauma that she isn't dealt with. So that's just there. And I think as a child, she would say things to me in an effort to be a loving, helpful parent, mm-hmm. but it would come across in a way that was actually hurtful. <clears throat> and these types of things would have, like, they would come across, I guess, as judgmental, mm-hmm. but that's not the place that she was coming from. But when you're too young to know that, right? You're too yeah. young, you're not able to be like, oh, what she means is this. You're young, you're... still so like, like passive? Yeah, so, so thing like, thing. for example, this is just one thing, but I read some other diary entries where I found some other things, but, like, one of the things was um, when I was, like, 12. So, my mother is beautiful, okay? Uh, she had a large nose when she was a child. She's beautiful. If she didn't, she got a nose job. Mm. If she didn't, I'm convinced she would have grown into her face and it would have been wonderful but she it was a source of um insecurity for her and her parents let her get a nose job you know Jewy noses what can we do um and so she and I look like the same Mm. uh my nose is not what hers was yeah my nose but when I was 11 or 12 we were sitting on the beach and I remember my mom I was me my mom and my sister and my sister's two years older than me I'm very close with her as well and my mom said uh, you know Lindsay if you want a nose job like we'll we can help you right and she meant that it was her own thing right like I'd never mentioned I wasn't
1: yeah d- but she was passing that off with you yeah my mom did that to me with her weight and my yeah.
0: sister when my sister got upset with my mom and my mom's very good like once you like have told her and stuff but Mm -hmm. it's like that damage has been done you know and for years like I was my own my sister is like so glamorous and like so (laughs) fabulous and my mom and her are just so the same on that level Mm -hmm. and I've always been the tomboy and like when I was a raver and a skater and a snowboarder (laughs) like I used to drive my parents nuts with the way I dressed and stuff Yeah. but so those things were constantly like even though I was expressing who I was I I always knew that it was, like, a source of tension. Sure, yeah. And I think those things and little comments like that, mm. you know, chipped away at me. And I also, you know, I was always super flat. And, like, my friends were always getting boyfriends and mm. I wasn't. So, I think all those things just put me on this path to being, like, oh, well, I guess if somebody is loving you... Should I wait for that plane? Hold for plane? I don't know if can <laughs> No, it's right. okay. 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 But, yeah, so I guess I was, like... If someone's loving you, like, I I also, I see the best in people. That's like a thing that I'm like, Mm. I always will, you know, if somebody does something bad, I'm like, but that's just a weak moment. And I also am very loyal and I believe in putting in work. So it's like, well, no relationship is perfect. Like you've got to work to have Mm -hmm. a good relationship. So I think that all those things in my self-esteem set me on this course, just, just perfect for kind of letting myself stew in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, yeah, I I identify with, with a lot of that. My mom was, yeah, similar. Um, yeah. It's a true, have you read codependent no more?
0: No. Uh, I need it.
1: It's very good. You should. Well, like it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a great, I mean, like not all of it will apply to you. Not all of it apply to me, but it's, but Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's good for probably most people to read, um, But it's it's great because it's uh, it's it's just like a process of like putting your needs first so you can be <laughs> like a, a solid enough healthy person to like properly love somebody and be there for somebody else because you're loving yourself properly. But one of the things in the book is that um, she talks about how like people who are codependent, like common a common uh, biographical detail is that their parents were um addicts or had eating disorders or had like some sort of thing that uh made them like made it so you needed to take care of them in some way or like were worried about them in some way and it just like sets you up for like okay I need to my role is to take care of other people and my role is to make sure that everybody's happy, and like, and then, and then, as an adult, then you're left with with a uh, a deficit of like skills for taking care of yourself, and like that's for knowing so... when you need to walk away from a situation, or knowing when something's bad, and not just like, oh, I got to put in the work, I got to figure out
0: the thing to do. See, then that's so bizarre because it's like. In my house, like my parents were very stable, right? You know, so. it's... But I
1: just mean, like, even like the. I mean, like one of the things is like eating disorder. Not that I'm putting this on your mom at all, but like, but my mom was so. My mom did like suffer from eating disorders and was uh, like really bad, like nasty ones, my her entire life, and her whole thing was her weight, and she was so obsessed with that that she was always commenting on my weight and always just sad about this and like like Mm -hmm. made me feel terrible like all these all these micro things that are similar to the nose thing i also wonder if i i I also don't know and i'm also not a psychologist right and i'm just
0: talking out of me ass, totally but i mean that's what we all do and that's what life is right us constantly like extrapolating from our experiences to try and make it make sense so Mm -hmm. we can understand how to be better in the future and i it's interesting what was my thought i i I was wondering if maybe like um, it's indicative of our parents' generation. I'm not sure. Right. But yeah. I, think, I wonder. Yeah. I think because so uh, we're a lot more of a casual generation meaning that when we go out to dinners and stuff we can go out in jeans and we can uh sneakers and like you know like you may go to a party and you're not necessarily going to get dressed up in a dress or anything right
1: less there there's less etiquette
0: and i know that from my for sure my grandmother my dad's mother who my mother truly emulated because she was a wonderful woman but but um My mother learned a lot from my grandmother and my grandmother was uh, always dressed immaculately. They always had parties. They were always fabulous. And she was very uh, concerned with how you present yourself Mm. and how the world sees you, which I do think is important, but I think that there is a line that gets crossed into being overly concerned with how others perceive you. Yeah,
1: and you and that inherently is putting other people's needs Before. ahead of your own. So yeah. that's what yeah,
0: that's interesting. That's a big and I think I think that's like a huge factor of this and what's happened and why. Because so many times I remember being like, I don't fucking care what so and so thinks about my nail polish, about mm. my, you know, like w- yeah. my jeans. But but then also at the same time being hurt that, like, I've been shamed and made to feel bad for what I'm wearing or who I am.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, but, like, the like, sometimes, because I definitely grew up with my mom uh, or, like, with my parents, like, whenever anyone, I, mean, I think most people experience this, but, like, whenever someone's coming over suddenly, you know, you put away certain things and you take out other things and it's like, okay, no, we need to present ourselves in this, in this way. And, um, like when
0: you clean for the cleaning lady.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which we totally did. Um, but, and then also like there was, like we, we lived in a, like in a, in a pretty modest house, but there was like a, like a sitting room that we never with a, with a nice couch. Like we never sat on the nice yeah. couch yeah. because it was for company that did like my, my parents didn't really entertain that frequently. So like when it was very rare that we were sitting on this couch like, uh, like a week ago or two weeks ago, I was back at, not that it matters. Sometime very recently I was <laughs> I was in Dublin and um my boyfriend and I live together now we live in this like cute little cottage and we were having uh friends over and it was like the first time that we were having friends over and they're like good they're like their potty's like best friends so it's not you know it's not like a work mm-hmm. oh the boss is the boss your boss is coming over yeah. like we've got to make everything look nice I was I was running a little late and I wanted him to um What did I want him to do? Oh, this is so stupid. I wanted him to light the candles. (laughs) And I texted him and I was like, please light the candles. Because we couldn't possibly light the candles when I was, was there. there, like when yeah. they were there, yeah. we couldn't we couldn't let them see the process. Yeah, they no, had to just know to that the they were lit. Yeah. They yeah, And I came in and like, not only had he not lit the candles, he hadn't turned all the lights on, and they were sitting in the his our friends were sitting kind of in the dark in our, <laughs> in our sitting room, and uh, and potty was potty was on the phone because like because his his family had called and his uncle is sick. Totally reasonable reason to be on the <laughs> yeah. but by- yeah yeah and they the. Friends don't care about like I gave him the dirtiest look, like just like and as I was doing it, I was like, I am doing my mom's look like, why does this
0: matter? Why right. am I doing that? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like these are our friends. Oh, and then did I you think it. that at the time or did it take you like a it, couple days after to be like? To no,
1: I that. thought it like 10 minutes later and I could feel myself like I felt I was so I, honestly I think like we don't fight at all mm-hmm. I think it may have been the maddest I've ever been But <laughs> like, he hadn't done anything wrong but See,
0: and that's like a great sign though because that shows you because now you know like I've been in relationships where it's like I do not fight at all there is no raising of voices like that's my typical
1: yeah yeah that's go-to. my yeah I I also like my parents were like I talked about my mom being flat but my parents are great parents and like we didn't yell in our house and there mm-hmm. wasn't I de- definitely don't um I don't know. I don't want anyone to feel bad if their parents yelled in their houses, but it's not, it's not, uh, I don't think it's really in me to fight. So when I find myself in that situation, I'm like this, I don't think this is me. Um, but Yeah, I would like I gave I gave him a dirty look and then I took out there was like a block of ice and I started like angrily and I also am not like a violent person. Like I don't I don't slam doors and stuff, but I was like smashing the ice and then our friends and then I'm the one who made them uncomfortable. Like obviously like they weren't uncomfortable from the candles or the (laughs) the the slightly dark room. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. they didn't care. Yeah, they were uncomfortable because I came in and was like, oh, hey, always on the phone dirty look smash smash yeah. <laughs> do you want
0: some ice for your drink
1: yeah Ugh. who I, oh and i was like who wants a mojito because i was late because so i was getting like mojito ingredients they're like they like oh no not even a mojito who wants a skinny mojito
0: oh this is like the best this is the best
1: though it's a great story uh well yeah and then i yeah i apologized i apologized and he was like you know uh understandably annoyed and he was just like what is wrong Wrong like I'm sorry I didn't light the candles what but also I'm not sorry that I did he just didn't see my text and so he hadn't lit the candles (laughs) it's like insane um yeah I felt like a like after after my blood or like yeah well after I calmed down after like my my heartbeat slowed down then I was then I realized how silly it was because I think in that moment it really felt like, I guess he doesn't love me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just it. To it? yeah. Yeah. Like well, the same reaction the, yeah. that you would get. Like if I walked in and he was like yeah. making out with somebody, yeah. I was just like, Oh, candles aren't on. I guess, I guess this is a shit relationship. Shoe has dropped <laughs> moving back to the States. Okay. I come back, you pick me up from the airport. I'm like, well, yeah. I walk in and uh, yeah, the wicks
0: were uh, unlit. unlit. That's <laughs> so, so funny. So you know why I'm here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say no more. Say no more. What an awful guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So in in those moments, I'm like, okay, this definitely comes from watching my mom do that, and yeah. And like I remember, and it's so weird when we emulate our parents' behaviors, especially when the, those behaviors are things that you're like, I will never, never. do this. Like, yeah. why am I doing this? But there this really at all?
0: is, there really is something to that. Uh, I am my mother, or you know, thing. Yeah, it's like things happen sometimes now, and I was just like, Ugh, like some <laughs> levels of neuroticism that I'm like, oh man, I'm cooler than that. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah. want this one. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you think about that with having? Kids, I think about those things a lot. Where I'm like, I consciously want to like think of all the things that were my parents' flaws that maybe I don't,
0: yeah, want want to to pass
1: on. Yeah, the big one being like the body stuff, yes, and food stuff. Like I really don't. Like Potty and I have talked about that actually, and like we're a ways away from having kids, but we've talked about like what I've said to him out loud. Like, look, this is something that I feel is in me. Like I feel like it's in me to be judgmental over food. And because that was such a big part of growing up and associating food with celebration or with like bad things or things Mm -hmm. like I just don't want if we ever have kids, I really don't want them to associate uh, success or failure with nutrition. (laughs) Totally.
0: There's a book that I was told about yesterday, and I think it's called uh, Women, God and Food. And it's supposed to be really good. I think Milana and Jess were talking about it and said it was like amazing, but it's to do with all this stuff because, you know, using food for uh, emotional purposes yeah, and like yeah, connecting. Yeah. Cause I do that. I like, I'm such an emotional eater for sure. <laughs> I mean, I love, you know, I use, I mean, I love food. But in you general. love Yeah.
1: And you love like cooking and the yeah, process of yeah. food.
0: and. But yeah. I do think, you know, like there's definitely but like is, yeah. some emotional eating that like comes from that.
1: Yeah. But I, I do I, like, I do like a little bit, like I love, I love the, um, like, I love, like, getting together and cooking and, like, the warmth of, like, having a meal with somebody and, like... like I know, that's why yeah. I miss
0: you being here, because I was <laughs> so fun. There's so many...
1: I will, I will let you... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll have a, yeah, we'll have a, a, a potluck. Oh, and a game night, maybe. Oh, that's great. Are you seeing somebody? Um, oh, you don't have to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, well, that book sounds...
0: Good. And also what I was going to say is the thought that spawned that is that you being aware like they always say you know awareness is like the first step and like so you being aware that you have that in you already puts you yeah so far ahead in like and the fact that you are a aware, but then also talking about it and pointing it out with your partner, because then it's yeah, like,
1: cause I do, I do. Sometimes I, I find myself doing it mm-hmm. with him, him even where I'm like, mm, you're going to eat that, which is like, yeah. no, yeah, it's yeah. like micro things are, it's like what you're talking about. Like it comes from a good place, I guess.
0: Right. Because it's, it, I well, know. it does because it's not like you're maliciously, it, 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 you're you're I not don't want him to feel that, but I
1: also like it comes. It's just like it's just like I don't want him because I am insecure about my weight. I don't want him to. I am putting my feelings on him, right? Like I don't want him to do the thing that's bothering me. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I'm displacing this.
0: Thing. I mean, I guess, yeah, because we always do say, yeah, it's coming from a good place. Because I know, I, I guess I say you're coming from a good place because it's like, I, I, I don't, don't think it's, it's coming like. coming from a good place. It's not evil. It's not evil. It's not malicious is what I, still, I guess like, you mean. it's coming, yeah. I
1: think it is actually coming from a bad place. It's right. coming from a
0: hurt place. Insec- insecure yeah, place. Yeah, it's you're coming right. like, I am insecure and so I am putting this on you. I guess it's because, you know, when you're talking about like somebody you love who's doing it to you, it's that that protective
1: right right yeah. like it's coming from a good place they love me they're not trying to hurt me but it's kind of the same yeah yeah Dan used to say something to me which which like I still think about which is actually quite helpful uh which is just tend your own garden and like I, I'll have that voice in my yeah. head sometimes that I'm like okay Becky
0: <laughs> yeah. Drysdale once said to me and it's kind of like in a different factor but I always think about it it's like eyes on your own paper yeah it's yeah it's the same thing yeah, like yeah. just like Watch your own yeah. stuff. Don't worry. Because when we don't about- want to
1: deal with ourselves, then yeah. we just start like looking outwards. With, like, okay, how do I fix other people? Because I don't want to mm-hmm. fix myself in this in this moment. Even though I know that there's something wrong, it's all a process. Yeah, we're all just we're all just babbling brooks. Yeah, the waters, you know what the water? It looks the same. It's always new water always be water (laughs) you know sometimes it's cold sometimes it's tepid sometimes it's warm but it's literally always different what we're always you know growing and changing yeah our skin changes every seven Seven years years or something yeah (laughs) brain brain changes every seven years yeah we can all be better we can all just talk about this thing these things and feel better do you want to take us out on a a fun diary entry that you enjoy reading
0: yeah I'll do this one Because This
1: is I gotta take a picture Of all these diaries By the way They're very good Check the Instagram For a picture of Lindsay Holding all of her diaries
0: (laughs) Um, Okay wait Let me find This one Here's a poem That I wrote When I was Eight AIDS (laughs) What? Scanning the walls For life None whatsoever (laughs) Except for the gritty Insects biting Gnawing At my feet Fear and rage with every step, looking for hope, but finding none, grabbing, reaching for life as death, like a sheet, covers me.
1: Amazing.
0: I have a Is ha- the first word really AIDS.
1: Yes. It's, <laughs> oh, that's what it's called. What, I, what was your I, awareness of AIDS at eight years old? Oh my God. I guess. But, I mean, it was, AIDS it was, was a like huge super, deal. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. so many
0: weird, I have such an there. I bring up AIDS so many different oh, times. Really yeah. I talk about miscarriages, same time. Like wow. I have a haiku on like a miscarriage. It's like, <laughs> I have so many dark. Haiku on a miscarriage. Yeah. Sounds like a short film. <laughs> I think I'm it's serious. supposed to be a haiku, but I had a message learning disability so i think this structure (laughs) is wrong (laughs) oh man well thank you so much for being on the podcast thanks for
1: having me yay That was my chat with Lindsay Ames. Uh, Please go see her show, My Diary, uh, if you are in Los Angeles. She does it other places. Find her on Twitter. She is wonderful. Um, And if you think that you might be in an abusive relationship, there are resources to support you and help you. If you're in the U.S., you can go to hotline.org. And there are hotlines, like if you go to that website, there are phone numbers you can call and people who will talk to you um, confidentially and information that you can find to educate yourself on what's going on and in ireland you can go to safeireland.ie and in the uk you can go to victimsupport.org tell a therapist if you have a therapist talk to a trusted friend talk to even better talk to a group of friends you're not alone it's not your fault it doesn't define you and there is love and empathy waiting for you on the other side thank you so much for letting me be so vulnerable on this podcast be brave be kind we got the deck
0: Geico presents, oh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, While you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? (laughs) My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. (laughs) The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.